I'd like to invite you to turn with me in your copy of God's Word to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll be reading verses 51 uh, to 57. If you come across some words that sound familiar to you, it's well, you've probably heard them before, but you've already heard them twice in the songs that we have sung this morning. Would you please stand with me in honor and reverence of the reading of the Word of God? 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 57. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye. The last trumpet is blown, for when the last trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. And we who are living will also be transformed, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, help us this morning to understand this mystery which Paul proclaims. It is a mystery which we would never have guessed, but yet, if we listen, if our hearts are open and tender to you, Father, we may understand and we might, may partake in this beautiful, miraculous mystery of the gospel. We pray that you would just work in us to draw us all closer to you wherever we are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. Have you ever had a surprise on Easter, an Easter surprise? Some of you, it might have been when you went into the closet to pick out what you thought you were going to wear and uh, it wasn't there, or maybe it was dirty or stained, or, or maybe you went to put it on and, you know, it just didn't quite fit the way that it used to fit, or you remembered it fitting. We had a little bit of an Easter surprise at our house this morning. We went to the, the sunrise service, and then on our way back, and we get into the house, and... Um, our two dogs have not been very nice while we've gone to the Easter sunrise service. They've gotten into the garbage, and they've done all sorts of things all over the kitchen. And I look, and, you know, I'm one of these, I'm a dog tolerator, okay? I, I'm okay with dogs living in the house. I don't really love them, but I'm, I'm okay. And so I immediately say, well, these dogs uh, do not belong to me, but at least one person they belong to is here. And uh, immediately Marin says, it's not my dog that did that. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not sure how you figured out all that. You could tell, but I wasn't going to fight it. You know, I mean, they were already in a hurry to get, the, you know, the two hours of prep for Easter Sunday. The girls had to go, so I just let it go, and I went in my room, did my thing, and I came back out later to clean up the mess, and the Easter surprise is that it was already cleaned up because Marin had come out and picked it up for me, and I... I almost fainted, but I'm here, folks, so <laughs> it, it, was, it was amazing, and, uh, and then later on, Caleb went and changed the garbage can out, and I, I mean, I was just, it was shocked, and I'm sure Courtney did something good, too. Uh, <laughs> she's like, what about me? 
But, you know, uh, we've all had surprises on Easter. Even thinking back to days when we were kids, you know, you go out there and you wait and you, you look for that basket. Maybe if you wake up real early, it, the Easter money hadn't come yet, and you just go in there, Mom and Dad, the Easter money didn't come. Go back to sleep. You, he'll come soon. And the Easter money eventually comes, and you go, and, and maybe it's a good surprise. You see in there everything you want. You know, you got the, the Reese's eggs. You got to get the Reese's eggs. And, and the big chocolate bunny, you got the big chocolate bunny. And, 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 you know, just whatever your favorite things are, if you're into to malt balls or whatever. But on the other hand, some, some of you just get a, a bad Easter surprise. You go out there and you're like, oh, the Easter bunny must have been shopping through the leftover candy. I mean, heavenly hash, gold brick egg. Who thinks that I, doesn't the Easter bunny know better? And you start digging. Some of y'all like that, I know, but, you know, God will forgive you. But, you know, you're, you're digging through that horrible green plastic gl- stuff in there that's supposed to be grass, and, and you think, surely there's got to be the kind of candy that I like in there somewhere. And maybe you find it, or maybe you don't. So you have a good Easter surprise or a bad Easter surprise. It's not unusual, though. It shouldn't be surprising that Easter brings surprises because the very first Easter brought lots of surprises. The amazing thing about Easter is that nobody got it. Nobody expected it. And so I want us to just think for just a few moments about the surprises from that very first Easter. Number one, nobody expected Jesus' tomb to be empty. Nobody expected him to come up from the grave. Isn't it something that all of the accounts that we read, when people get there, they're shocked these men and these women that have, that have heard the gospel message, they've heard all the things Jesus had said, and yet when they get the to, to the tomb and it's empty and it's open, they're like, whoa. It's like their minds are blown. What in the world happened to Jesus? Who took him? Who did something to him? And not only that, not only were they surprised, But in fact, the only one that even seemed to remember in the whole story that Jesus said, I'm going to rise three days later, guess who it was? Was it it the disciples? Was it the women followers? Was it all the Christians? No, absolutely not. (laughs) It was the bad guys. It was the people who put Jesus to death. It was the ones who said, you know, we think we remember him saying something about three days later. This this imposter said he was going to rise again. And so... um, we're going to post some guards, put some Roman guards out there and, and, and seal up this tomb with a big stone. And, and we're going to station some guards out there. We're going to make sure we, we know he won't really rise from the dead, but we're going to make sure that his disciples don't come and, and carry him off and try to put off some kind of masquerade. And isn't it interesting that the disciples couldn't remember when he said, like Jonah in the whale, I'm going to come out. Like, like they couldn't remember that he said, I'm going to die, and three days later, I'm going to rise. They couldn't remember that when he was with Lazarus and before he raised him and he was talking to Mary and Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He couldn't remember those. They couldn't remember those things. But maybe we don't blame them. Because if you've ever been through a very stressful or traumatic time in your life, where like your whole world is upside down. Have you ever just noticed you, you got in a time like that and you just can't remember anything? You know, just all of a sudden stuff you should remember, you just can't. And the disciples had 
they had gone through uh, this traumatic time where their Savior, their Lord, the one they thought was the Messiah, all of a sudden he's dead on a cross and buried in a tomb. And they think, how could we be so wrong? How did we miss it? Memory is a, is a tricky thing, isn't it? We, sometimes we, we get words wrong. We sing songs with the wrong lyric. How, how many times have you finally seen the lyrics to a song you'd been singing for years? And they're like, no, that's not right. Because, you know, you know the right word that you made up in your mind that you thought well, that was really it. We had an inter- interesting conversation this morning on the way to, uh, to the sunrise service. It was all of my kids, plus uh, Dalton was in there. And, and all of a sudden, some, now I don't know how, you know, some conversations go from thing to thing. And somehow we were talking about Disney movies. And then Dalton says, yeah, that one was so old, it was on VHS. And, uh, <laughs> and then Courtney says, well, what was before VHS? Was that, was that flappy discs? <laughs> and I said, no, it's floppy disk, and those were on computer, but good try. Good effort, Courtney. You know, we all get confused sometimes. Well, um, you know, that's, that's just part of life. We forget, but isn't it amazing? We look, and we read this Easter story, and we say, surely, surely that they should have have expected him to come. Surely they should have remembered at least that he had predicted, but they didn't. Because they were caught up in the force and the emotions of the life experiences they had gone through. And we are often the same. We, we could tell you, if I said, who's your hope and faith then? And you'd say, my hope and faith is in God. My hope and faith is in Christ. But sometimes in the middle of a financial crisis or a relationship crisis or a job crisis, we are just so full of the situation around us and all the circumstances and all the stress and emotions that go with it, and we forget those fundamental truths. They seem to slip out of our mind when we need to hold on to them most. No one expected Jesus to rise again. No one but his enemies even remembered. And then no one seemed to recognize Jesus after the resurrection. Isn't it interesting? If you, if you begin to, um, to watch or to listen all of the accounts of Jesus' resurrection, people just, they, they, I guess because they're not expecting him, they just don't get it. I mean, Mary Magdalene was there in the garden. She's talking to the angel. She's like, where have you put him? And, and, and the angel said, hey, he's not here. She turns around. She sees somebody. Oh, he must, he's in the garden he must be a gardener. Uh, sir, can you tell me where they've put my Jesus? And Jesus says, Mary. And boom, finally she gets it. But she thought he was a gardener. She didn't recognize him. The two men on the road to Emmaus, those disciples on that walk to Emmaus, remember they thought he was a stranger. They talked to him the whole seven-mile walk. They ate with him. And it wasn't until he broke bread that their eyes were open and they realized who it was. The story I told this morning at sunrise service about Peter and some of the other other disciples go fishing. Jesus calls out, hey, fellas, you got anything? Have you picked up any fish this morning? And they're like, no. He says, throw your net on the other side of the boat. These guys have been fishing all night. But they do it, and immediately their nets are bulging. The Bible says 163 fish. 
You know, I love that count, that it doesn't just say there was a load of fish. There's a mess of fish. It's like 163 fish. They counted every single one of them. And then they're like, oh, okay, this has got to be Jesus. And sometimes we miss Jesus. We, we, uh, we don't always recognize people. I've had trouble lately. Um, I've been trying to look back. I graduated high school in 1991, and within the last month, three of my classmates have passed away, two women and one man. And, and it's kind of shocking. If you get, I'm like, I'm not that old. That, 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 that can't happen, but it, it has happened. Three of my classmates have died in the past month. And so I'm going back on Facebook and trying to look at, okay, here's my class of 1991 Biloxi High Facebook page. And, and I'm looking at everybody and I'm like, whew, those poor guys, you know, they, they, they haven't aged so well, you know, I mean, they, they, they're not like me, you know, they haven't just stayed in pristine athletic shape. And um, I, I haven't recognized them because of that. And, uh, you know, we, we get confused. Denise was telling me uh, this past week, she has a lot of student teachers come in and out, and uh, Philip sends some over of his students from the college, and they'll come over, and they have to sit in some student teaching or some observing and, and different things. And so there was a day when a bunch of them were there for a sixth-grade class, her little sixth-grade choir. And all of these students came in. Well, Philip, every once in a while, has to go. He has to show up. And he has to observe these kids and what they're doing. So this particular day, in addition to all these student teachers, Philip is there. And this little sixth grade girl, she, she looks at the kids, the college kids coming in, and, and she's like, she kind of, I know that one, that one, kind of looks at Denise, looks at Philip. Finally, in a very loud voice, she yells out, who's the new kid? <laughs> I told Philip he ought to pay her, you know, big time. <laughs> Anybody that confuses you for a college kid, they should be on your good side, Philip. Well, we don't always recognize the way God is at work in our life. And sometimes when we're going through stuff, all we see are the negatives, all we see are the bad things. And God is right there. He hasn't left us. He tells us that no matter where we are, what we go through, I am with you always. I will never uh, leave you nor forsake you. But yet we feel forsaken because... We don't see him. And at those times, we have to trust God, you're here. You've promised me, and I can trust you because you went to the ultimate lengths to prove your love for me. You sent your son Jesus, and he willingly died on a cross for me, for my sins. He took my punishment. He took my blame. He settled the question forever of your love for me, God. And so I can trust you even when I can't see you. God, I can trust and know that you are with me. Final Easter surprise I want to talk about was that no one understood that an antagonizing death would become the ultimate victory. I remember... Uh, one of the, the old, uh, not the old black and white miracle on 34th Street, but the newer one. One of my favorite Christmas movies. There's the part at the end when Kris Kringle's justified and all the city's excited and, and the, good, the good toy store is saved and all that good stuff. And there's the old, bad, mean old man from the bad store. And he's so depressed that everything went wrong. And he says these words. He says, I lost bigger 
than I ever thought I would win. And I kind of wonder if those exact words didn't escape the mouth of Satan as he realized what had happened. You know, Satan felt his plan was going to perfection. He always had a sense of pride. He always felt like he could raise himself up against God, that, that he didn't deserve to be lowered, that he would make himself equal. And all throughout the ages, he had, he had sought to rise himself up. He had sought to bring God down. But now he thought God had made his fatal mistake. He had let his son Jesus leave the glory and splendor of heaven, leave the immortal, immortality, and come into a frail human body. And he had been plotting. He tried to get him through King Herod when he was just a baby. And he had tried to tempt him in the wilderness. And he had tried over and over his schemes to take Jesus out. But now he was assured, man, I've done it. I have finally had a victory. I've showed God how foolish was he. I was able to get one of his own disciples. I was able to have him betrayed. I was able to have him sent to the cross. I've won. Because death is the final champion. Death conquers everything else. You might even get away from taxes, but you won't escape death. And I've won. And I imagine the celebration in hell, the celebration among Satan and his demons when they thought that they had forever won. Not long ago, we were all sitting around TVs, or many of us were, watching March Madness. And I remember one particular day, Caleb and I, uh, unfortunately, Mississippi State had long been out of the picture. And so we had to root for another team. And going for the SEC, we were watching Auburn, and we had watched them progress. And it came to that day where they were playing Virginia. And there it was, down to the line. He shoots at the end, the Virginia guy, he misses Boom. Caleb and I were jumping up and screaming in the liver. We were high-fiving. We were like, Auburn's going to the final four. And then our screaming dies down just a bit, and we, the commentators are saying, there was a whistle. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no whistle, no whistle. But in fact, there was a whistle. And all of a sudden, our celebrating <laughs> turned to mourning. Our celebrating turned to, I can't believe this happened. There's no way Virginia should have won. And you take that and you multiply it times a million. And that must be how Satan felt that day. When he thought that he had won the ultimate victory, and then he realized that in fact it had been his ultimate defeat. We read in scriptures this morning, Oh, death, where is your victory? And the first hymn we sang and the last praise song we sang both use that line. It is all throughout Scripture because we always think, the, what's the worst that could happen? You could be killed. You could be put to death. You would never be on this earth again. And the Bible mocks and taunts death. God says, death, your reign is over. Death, you have frightened. Death, you have made people live in fear of you for all ages. But now people will no longer have to fear death. Because here's death going around like a big fish in a pond, and people can't fight off death. It's inevitable. 
boom, he's going to snatch him up. But the Bible says the resurrect, in the resurrection, the victory is that death itself, which has seemed so insurmountable, which has seemed so huge, bigger and badder than anything else, the Bible says death is swallowed up in the victory of the cross and of the resurrection. And so you and I, while we may not like death, we may not look forward to the dying process, we may miss the loved ones that go on, that we do not have to fear death as we understand that Jesus has defeated death and hell and grave on the cross and when he arose. And so you and I can say on Easter Sunday, the greatest, the most ultimate surprise was not a favorite piece of candy, it wasn't an extra Barbie or Hot Wheel in, or some kind of toy in your Easter basket. The greatest surprise was not some wonderful food you were going to get at Grandma's or some great clothes you got to wear. It was the fact that 2,000 years ago, Jesus overcame the death that had for all time caused man to fear, had for all time left us in its shadow. And Jesus said, death just a thing, but no more will it conquer you because you will have eternal life and you will live again. And one day, as the apostle Paul said, your body will be regathered together if you've already gone on the Lord, but it won't be have all the problems and issues and aches and troubles that you have now. It'll be a new immortal body. And one day we will gather together with God to be with him forever. For all those who put their faith in him. So I want to ask you this morning, have you done that? Have you trusted Jesus Christ? What he did for you on the cross, taking, paying the penalty for your sins. Have you trusted him? Have you believed in him for your salvation? God wants you. He desperately desires. He paid the price for you already. He has the gift already bought. He simply wants you to receive it so that you might know him. Many of you here today have already received that gift once upon a time. Somewhere in your life, you've received that gift, but let me ask you, have you cherished it? Or have you put it somewhere up in the attic? So yeah, I know God, I have a relationship with him, that's out of the way. And you've put it up on a shelf somewhere, and you really haven't valued it, you've really forgotten about what it means to walk with Jesus Christ on a daily basis. And God is here today through his scripture reminding you that he gave you the greatest Easter surprise of all, that you can walk in the fullness of life, in the abundance of life, not just escape hell one day, but much more than that, that you can have a rich and full life without the fear of death because you know who holds the keys. You know who's in control of all things. And God is calling you, if you have wandered away from him, if you've put him on the shelf, God's saying, come back. I've never left. I've never gone anywhere, but you have. And he's calling you today to return to him. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, God, as we come, we are astounded by the victory that was won that day. While Golgotha... While the cross seemed to be a defeat, it was the ultimate victory. Death has been disabled. 
Oh yeah, death still occurs. But yet, it cannot separate us from God. It cannot keep us from eternity. In fact, it is the channel through which after we die, then we can have eternal life. Then we can experience fully all that you've prepared for us. And so we live our lives today honoring and pleasing you as we look forward to that next life. God, if there's anyone here today who just, they've never really understood about Jesus Father, I pray that today you'd put faith in their heart and they'd come to receive him. If there's somebody here who has trusted Jesus, but they'd never had the courage to make that public, I pray that today they would do that. God, if there are those here today who could say, as I often have in my life, God, I've messed up and I've gotten away from you and I'm not really walking with you the way I should. That, Lord, right now that they would do business with you, they'd bow their heads perhaps kneeling at the altar or perhaps simply where they are, maybe with a friend or a loved one, but say, God, I need to get back to you. I need to make things right and live a life like you've called me to live. Whatever it is, God, that you want us to do, may we be obedient, may we respond, may we trust and obey to your call. And God, we ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.